out something that's going to get you tonight. Let's talk about the thing that's going to get you tonight. Welcome to the Happy Harvest Horror Show. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to our Autumn Equinox celebration. I'm Corey. And I'm Brian, and this is the Happy Harvest Horror Show, where every week we talk about spooky stuff. And this week, we are talking about something a little Harvest Halloween adjacent, and that is the Autumnal Equinox. We're going to get witchy. I can't wait to hear about this. As soon as we get done talking about our catch-ups, I am very excited to learn a little bit about what you've brought in today. Yeah, I'm very excited to talk about it. But first, we must do our spooky banter. We must. We simply must. Small talk. We must get this over with. (laughs) (laughs) How spooky was your week, Brian? (laughs) Uh, It's pretty spooky. I just realized that every episode I go, it was pretty spooky. It was pretty spooky. (laughs) And I feel like it's bad luck to not say it now. It's too late. It's in the part of the incantation of the show. One of these weeks, I'm going to ask, and you're going to be like, it was fucking terrifying. (laughs) Dude, I barely made it through. (laughs) Uh, But there was some pretty spooky stuff. One, I started episode one of Ratchet on Netflix. Oh, I watched the trailer for that. It looks good. I mean, it's pretty good so far. The costumes, right off the bat, I'm like, "This this looks beautiful. Ryan Murphy. So, you know, it's a lot, but it's fun. Um, what else? I I don't think I've said so far in, in this podcast, uh, revealing my love of video games, but I play a lot of video games and I play a lot of spooky ones too. And this week I played this game, my PC called Visage, and it is a kind of like a puzzle first person game where you're going throughout this house. But this house, Corey, is like the middle of the night, rainy nineties apartment. Uh, not an apartment, a home. And it is straight out of Child Brian's nightmares. Like, <laughs> this is I'm not doing well. It's very, I, I'm normally pretty good about horror games. I really love them. But but you still show up and play. I huh? still show up. I'm, I'm a trooper here. But this one, I swear, and I was wondering, why am I being so affected by this, this setting? This is really triggering. And I think it was because when I was a kid, I remember... My parents had a, amongst one, all of their books, there was a book on the O.J. Simpson murders. Ooh. And I remember looking at that book way too young and seeing the crime scene photos that were just in the middle oh, of that shoot. novel. And Jesus. it's so, it's so like now I have a, it burned in my brain, like, what's the scariest thing in the world? Uh, 90s murder scene, you know? Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that's what's in my brain. So this, I think this game is a walk through hell for me because it's a middle of the night (laughs) 90s like deserted home and i love it it's so good so good i'm literally 10 minutes into it and i was like i gotta i gotta take a break (laughs) nothing's (laughs) happened i'm just walking through the home well i'm excited to see how that develops then if you're only 10 minutes in and you have that much to say i feel like maybe it's bad maybe just the setting is Oh, there is. The game itself is like not scary at all. Yeah, it turns out it's like really heartwarming. I don't <laughs> think that's going to be the case. What else? What else? So that that's what I've been going through. And oh, I saw this little documentary that maybe isn't new, but I saw it. It was new to me on Amazon called Epic Home Haunts. Have you heard? Ooh, have you heard about this? No. It's just this little documentary that 
follows these Southern California homes that during the Halloween season, like soup their houses up of home haunts where you go for the neighborhood. You can go through these little haunts and they look so good that the craftsmanship and the creativity is so fun and so cool. And I desperately want to go. And it made me really sad that we don't get any haunts this year because they're off limits. No, stuff like that. I love, I've seen, I haven't seen that one, but I have seen like little shows like that about people that really just, yeah, go, go nuts during Halloween, like on their homes. And that's like high key something I would like for my life someday. Like when I Hell you yeah. know, have a, a real home and I have money. <laughs> the amount of daydreams that have started with me going, if I had a home and I had money. <laughs> I know, right? If I actually have my own space and I have the money to put into it, I would love to do that. I feel like that reaches back to my um, early days as just a Halloween loving little kid and how I would spend all of summer like planning for my Halloween parties. Like I would become obsessed. It would be a, a true passionate artistic endeavor. And I know it is for a lot of these people. So I would I would love to do something like that someday. Yeah. Hell yeah. Are you a uh, a haunt enthusiast? Do you like going to haunted houses during the Halloween yeah. season? Yeah, I do. I feel like in recent years, I haven't really gone to a lot of them, but it is something I've always enjoyed. I mean, I guess the last uh, hollow, the last haunted house I went to was with you in Salem, and I didn't do oh, very well. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the one that like spit us out in a mall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was great. We're paying for tickets and they're like on a scale from one to 10, how scary do you want it to be? And I'm like, 10, let's do it. Like, why not? Yeah. And I was like, uh. <laughs> what, what did we end up doing? Didn't we end up doing I think like we did nine? nine. I think yeah. we did nine. But I, you know, I was bold and like, psh, nothing to scare me. And because you're in like a really brightly lit lobby and you, mm-hmm. and you feel pretty confident. And then they close the door behind you and it's pitch black and you're like, oh, I made a mistake. No, and me- not even that, the person <laughs> that took your ticket is like banging on the door going, we got a nine here. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Can I actually, can I bump that down real quick? Can I? <laughs> we got a nine here. <laughs> oh my God. Um, yeah, no, that was really fun. And then, yeah, literally spit us out into a strip mall, like into a mall. And so we're like screaming and like running into this like brightly lit mall full of people. People that are like walking out of a borders or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was fun though. I also went on one uh, a couple years back in California with my friends. That was like an outdoor one. Those are so fun. Like haunted trails basically that do like, you know, it's like, like a corn mazes. Uh, Different. No, no. Different. Yeah. Not a corn maze. It, no. It, no, Brian. It, this is like, <laughs> literally like in the woods like in the forest you go at night and you follow like a trail but it's set up to be a haunted house and you know people jump out at you and that sounds rad i don't think i've ever done an outdoor one they've always been it's fun it's fun isolated inside it's a good time also if i ever had land where i could do something like that i would love to do that i love haunts i love haunts so much and i love when they get creative, because they have to, you know, you, you get the same scares in most haunts, you know, you, you get to telegraph it and like, I know it's going to come from there. I know that mm-hmm. window's going to open. Someone's going to come out of there. I can think of one, one LA festival that I went to a few years ago called Dark Harbor. And it's, it's all 
done at the Queen Mary in LA. And there was one maze that went through the ship of the Queen Mary. Ooh. One, it was cool. It was awesome what they were doing with it. But there was this one part where you're walking through the one part of the ship where there's just a kind of like a walkway, a catwalk sort of thing. And you're walking across it. And there's a big chasm below. And you don't realize that they have pressure plates on the walkway. So as soon as you're like halfway across it, the pressure plate drops like five inches. And never before in a haunted house have I gone from like, this is is okay to I'm fucking terrified. I thought I was just about to die. You know, (laughs) that was really fun. So I love when they get creative and scare me in ways that I didn't think. And that's why I keep going. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Sadly, we don't get those this year. Bummer deets. Hopefully we get twofold just haunts everywhere next year <laughs> on every corner mandatory haunts next year Hashtag everyone too many haunts <laughs> um what about you you got anything spooky this week my spooky week was pretty much off of your recommendation i watched bliss and i really loved it i really enjoyed oh, that yeah. film a lot it yeah it's so trippy what did you call it like uh, psychedelic like a punk rock psychedelic vampire drug fueled nightmare <laughs> drug fueled nightmare yep <laughs> and it's really good i really enjoyed that and then i also watched host which i really enjoyed as well i thought that was so well done and really clever and really scary and really scary right i remember it because i think we talked about it or at least i mentioned it a few weeks back that like the first half of it you're like this is pretty cute and it exists in this year that we're in it's kind of mm-hmm. fun and it's well done yeah it's very well done and then out of nowhere like the effects that they're pulling off and you know in your head that this was filmed in quarantine which makes it even scarier you're like how did they do this you know <laughs> But the director got a, I think, three-picture deal with Blumhouse. So that went very well for him. Yeah, no, it was really well done. I mean, spooks aside, even, I really enjoyed how, how natural the actual, like, Zoom interactions were. It was like, yeah, this is what it's like to be on a Zoom call with your friends. Like, it was very, very natural, very well done. And so, yeah, it, it does feel like this is what would fucking happen if I was on a Zoom call with my friends. And there was a demon. (laughs) Truly my nightmare. (laughs) Zoom horror. All the shit this year, at least it gave us that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just very well done. Very clever. And yeah, very scary. The last chunk of that film is just like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I watched both of those. Oh, one other thing I've been meaning to mention, which isn't really... I would not put it in the category of spooky, but I would put it in the category of dark. So I'm just going to bring it up. I am currently obsessed with The Vow on HBO. Are you familiar with this at all? No. No, I'm not. It is currently four episodes in. It's a documentary series about the Nexium cult. And I love cults. I'm very into cults. <laughs> and cults are one of those things that like you can I think you can include them in the spooky world, but they also they're complicated. <laughs> you know? It's like a dark culture crossover. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like a dark culture thing. I mean, I definitely want to do cult related episodes at some point because it is something that I'm just I'm well versed on and very fascinated by. But it actually new episode comes out tonight because it comes out every Sunday. And yeah, if you're interested in cults and if you're interested in contemporary cults and by contemporary, I mean, it, this literally just happened in like the past few years. Yikes. It's just a really, really, really well done documentary series. 
because one of the main guys who is one of the main guys in the documentary series and who is one of the main producers of everything was one of the like higher ups in this cult slash pyramid scheme that he didn't know was a cult, obviously, like at the time, like he, he didn't you think it do. was exactly like he's a, he's a good person. He, he wasn't trying to harm people or take advantage of them. He thought he was actually involved in a group that was, you know, doing good work and, he also is a pretty famous documentarian. He is the guy who is responsible for the documentary, uh, What the Bleep Do We Know? I don't know if you're familiar with that. No. But it's a, a pretty famous documentary that is about really making us think about reality using science, like looking at basic science, but also being like, there's so, yeah, there's so much we don't know, right? Like in science proves that there's so much we don't know. Anyways, it's really good. So he's a renowned documentarian. And then he ended up in this cult that he didn't know was a cult. And then so what happened was as he things started to unfold and he realized he needed to get out of there like he was still kind of in the middle of it and he was documenting everything because he's a documentarian <laughs> so oh my God. yeah so there's this really amazing series it's so well documented it's so well done and it's just like if you've ever asked the question if you've ever thought about cults and been like how did that happen this is this answers it this shows you how it happens like completely and it's really really good and i highly okay. recommend it all right, I'm going to watch it. I'm excited. Yeah, so it's heavy, though. So, you know, that's not like fun spooky. That's like heavy dark, but it's very good. I'm going to get all cozy, get yes. my PJs and some popcorn <laughs> and watch the vow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> man um all right wow we we bantered for a while that was some solid banter that's some good banter 10 out of 10 banter 10 out of 10 okay oh i'm excited to celebrate the autumn equinox yeah which should be today if you're listening to it on the autumnal equinox (laughs) (laughs) it isn't today when we're recording it we're recording it right now on september 20th sunday september 20th but this is a message from the past (laughs) But we want to get it out to you, yeah, on the Equinox, maybe maybe slightly before, but as as soon as we can. <laughs> and if you're listening to it after it, um, well, you missed it. Sorry. <laughs> you missed it. There's no going back. You can't. You can't do it now. <laughs> 2021. Maybe next year, kid. <laughs> oh, actually, the, you know, that's not really how it works. That's kind of also with these celebrations such as the autumn equinox, it's very common for people to kind of celebrate them. Just, you know, not necessarily right on the day, like a couple days before, a couple days after is is very common. So celebrate it when you want. The autumn equinox this year is September 22nd, which is a Tuesday. Yeah. We'll preface here that you know a lot about the autumnal equinox, and I'm so giddy to learn more about it. And I know very little. Other than the the sun has now passed the equator and is there going into go. the southern hemisphere. And the in some parts of the world, it's not universal, but the day and night time is the same today. Boom, look at you. You did your research. And that's it. Book close. <laughs> Aced that test. Here we go. No, but that that is very true. And that is very central to what is celebrated at this time. Autumn equinox. It's right there in the word equinox equal daylight and nighttime equal. We're at that point. It, yeah, it also means that 
summer has come to a close. We're starting to descent into the dark now. (laughs) (laughs) Going downstairs. Yeah. And yeah. And so this really is that point. It's like the beginning of the descent. So yeah, I have a lot to talk about. And I wanted this episode to be informational. I have lots of information, a lot to say, but also just a celebration, just a communal celebration of this time because it's a really magical time, I think. It's something I've been celebrating for a few years now. I first intentionally celebrated the autumnal equinox, like I think I want to say 2017. And I mentioned this on our Samhain episode. I don't necessarily identify as Wiccan, but also everything I learn about uh, Wicca and just other Wiccans that I've learned from, I'm like... Yeah, all this is dope and I'm I'm on board. So even though I don't fully identify, I also don't not identify. <laughs> that makes sense. Sometimes people will be like, oh, she's like, she's a witch, or like, oh, like you're into like Wicca and stuff. I'll be like, yeah, you know, because like I am <laughs> just imagining the people that are casually, she's a witch. Yeah, oh, it it has happened. It has definitely happened. That is a thing. Oh yeah, you're a witch, right? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Times have certainly changed that now that's a casual I observation know, right? instead of a uh, a damning She's accusation. A witch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I first intentionally celebrated this back in like 2017. I remember I had the day off and I just felt like it was like a powerful day and felt a desire to connect with nature and and celebrate the equinox of my favorite season. It was really that simple. Like I didn't do a ton of research. I didn't, you know, it really was just like, I want to honor this day. And so I did in my own way. And it was really nice. I really got a lot out of it. So it's something that I continue to learn more about, learn more about how other people celebrate it and continue to celebrate it in my own way. Kind of going back to the whole Wicca thing, it is also in Wiccan circles, it is known as Mabon. That is the other name for the autumnal equinox, Mm. uh, spelled M-A-B-O-N. So just quick rundown of something that's kind of central to Wicca is Wiccan practice operates off of what is known as the Wheel of the Year. Mm-hmm. And there are eight Sabbaths that are celebrated, one of which is Samhain, which we did an episode about. Yeah. Um, it's actually the next Sabbath is Samhain. And the Sabbath right now for Autumn Equinox is known as Mabon. Interestingly, I found that some Wiccans even prefer the name Autumn Equinox to Mabon because the origins, like the pagan origins of the word Mabon are debated. Some people have suggested that it, the word itself is related to some type of uh, Arthurian legend, I believe. Whoa. Yeah. Welsh deity from Legends of King Arthur. But then there's been other people that are like, I don't know if that's real. So... <laughs> So, yeah, there are also just people in Wiccan circles that like to call it Autumn Equinox. Personally, I do prefer Autumn Equinox just because it has autumn in the name. And I think Equinox is a badass word. Yeah, dude. Always. Yeah, I, I really like the name Equi- or the word Equinox. So I've seen some people call it the September Equinox, too. Is that just uh, semantics or what? what is that? Um, I don't know. I mean, that that makes sense. It, it it does take place in September. So I just thought that was interesting that sometimes um, I saw some astrologers call it the September equinox and not the oh. autumnal. And I was like, which 
what you got against autumn <laughs> what are what are you trying to do we're trying, trying to play to take it. away my fucking pumpkins what are you trying to do <laughs> that's exactly what they're trying to do right <laughs> hashtag save halloween but yeah, so it is one of the Wiccan Sabbaths, and it is celebrated, you know, as a spiritual practice. You do not need to identify as Wiccan to celebrate the autumn equinox. Uh, you can. You don't have to. Also, the way equinoxes work, the way uh, seasons and the sun and everything works, uh, the autumn equinox is not the same for the northern and the southern hemisphere. So... So in, if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, if you're listening to this from the su- Southern Hemisphere, the celebration of Maybon, the autumn equinox, is typically March 21st to the 22nd. And right now, you oh. are experiencing, if you are Wiccan and in the Southern Hemisphere, you might celebrate the Sabbaths that Northern Hemisphere Wiccans would celebrate in the spring. Really, once again, it's up to you. You know, you can kind of do what you want with Wicca, which is really fun. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's very much like what works for you and what feels right for you. But that is a thing as well. So there are plenty of people who identify as Wicca in the Southern Hemisphere that uh, will celebrate this Sabbath in March. Oh, yeah. I guess I didn't even think about that. But that makes sense because uh, the spring equinox for us would be the autumnal for them, right? Yes, exactly. Oh, yeah. Look at that. I'm, I'm learning. Look at that. On this magic school bus journey through <laughs> autumnal equinox. Okay, so now we get into the good stuff. But actually, right before we get into the good stuff, I think we should take a quick ad break. We got ads now. I know you love it. <laughs> we gotta. We love you. <laughs> They're real spooky, and this is a spooky podcast. So here we go. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're back. We were always here. We never left. We never left. (laughs) Okay, now we get to get into the fun stuff about the autumn equinox Maybon celebration. What it actually means. What are some good things to focus on? What is the purpose of this this celebration? Mm -hmm. One of the first themes to really focus on is the concept of balance. Balance is huge for this for this Sabbath, because um, one, as we said, equinox, it is equal, right? Is quite literally equal parts light and dark at this time of the year. Also, astrology lovers out there, for those of you that are into astrology, the autumn equinox corresponds with the shift into Libra season. And Libra is represented by the scales. It is known as the sign of balance. Libra energy is all about balance, is all about harmony. So balance as a concept, really something to meditate on. Some things that you maybe want to engage with in terms of setting intentions or what you want to to think about and focus on during this time, creating more life balance, balancing out your life in general, recalibrating of internal energies. So making sure you feel balanced even, right? That you're not too too far in any one direction that your energies are nice and balanced. It's a good 
time for finishing up projects that need to be finished up. So any projects that are just barely there and you need to finish them, finish them. This is a great time to do that. That's a great way to bring more balance to your life. Also, this can be a time, something a little more difficult. This can be a time for cutting ties that need to be cut if there are just you know people energy things responsibilities whatever if there are things in your life that it's time to move on from now is a really great time to do that and you can honor it during your autumnal equinox celebration mm-hmm. so balance balance is big and then also harvest and thanksgiving yeah. so so the autumn equinox or Mabon, is the second of three harvest festivals. As we talked about in the Samhain episode, that is the third and final of the harvest festivals. So this one is the second. We're right in the middle of harvest season. Summer has officially come to a close. And so at the equinox, we are saying goodbye to summer, quite literally. And we are thanking, thanking summer, thanking the sun for all that it has given us this year. So it is really a big like Thanksgiving celebration. It is all about gratitude. Now is a time for, I mean, I am big on like every time is a time for gratitude. Gratitude is such a powerful force in the world. And I always think you should be giving gratitude as much as possible. But now it's amped up even more. So um, meditating on gratitude using this as a gratitude celebration of sorts, specifically just for what was just given to us this summer. So in a very literal way, what are we harvesting right now? You know, fruits, berries, food, all the things that the sun has given us that give us life. And then you can also take it to a much more personal place and, and just really think about what your summer was like. What what did you experience this summer that you're grateful for, you know, and and express gratitude for it. Yeah. And I, I love that how it's tied to, you know, the time of the year harvest and then taking it in this, you know, sort of astrological thinking of gratitude and gifts of the lessons kind of we learned from this. And especially this year, my gosh, mm-hmm. where it feels like in 2020, we've been here for 16 years. <laughs> the Titanic line where she, she's like, oh, it's, it's been, been 84 years. years. That mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it mean, this is, I can speak for myself, but I'm sure many others can also say this, that my life is radically different than it was mm-hmm. at the beginning of the summer, you know, that I, yes. I couldn't even predict where I am right now, couldn't even see that happening before the summer. So seeing this as like a time of harvest of lear- lessons that we've got learned or, you know, just a, or some gratitude that we even got through it, you know, yeah, that we're exactly. still here. I, I love that idea of harvest throughout this time. No, I the completely of gifts. I completely agree. I think I think it's even more powerful this year because if you are open to it and if you're really paying attention, yeah, it's been an unbelievably difficult summer for most people in in various different ways. You know, we've all, I do believe we've gone through a massive shift in transformation collectively with everything. And the thing about massive shifts in transformation is they are painful. They're not exactly fun, but the, uh, yeah, the harvest, the gift from that is so beautiful and something to be so, so grateful for. Yes, be grateful for all those tears shed. <laughs> <laughs> like be grateful for for all of the things we've learned this year. I think it's um 
it's just a powerful, powerful practice. And now is a perfect time to use that energy. So hell yeah, gratitude. Let's see some mythology. So there is just like we talked about, there's a lot of similarities, obviously, between this celebration and Samhain. You're going to see a lot of overlap, even in the ways they're celebrated. There's plenty of similarities. And just like Samhain, there's various mythology from all over the world involving this time of year, involving the autumn equinox. So, you know, you can go so many different directions with mythology. I'm just going to mention quickly one of my favorites because it's just one of my favorite myths and it's actually related to my name. The ancient Greek myth of Persephone is probably my favorite of the ancient Greek myths. It is, there's just a lot to that story and it's, it's kind of heavy and dark, but also Persephone very powerful. And Hades? Yes, Persephone oh, yeah. and Hades. And because I gave you that little teaser, I said it's related to my name, so now I have to explain. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cold uh, Persephone? How does that <laughs> add up? How does that work? I will explain. Uh, so my name's Corey. My parents didn't really have much uh, reason for naming me that. Like there was no like big story or anything. And I actually, interestingly, when I was a kid, had a lot of, a lot of issues with my name. I didn't like my name. I love my name now, but I I, I didn't like it as a child. Um, and, and then it was compounded by the fact that I didn't even realize why, like, I didn't even know why my parents named me that. I was like, why did you name me this stupid name? But I learned, um, I want to say maybe a decade ago or so, I was doing some research and where the name Corey comes from, it is of both Irish and Greek origins. And in both languages, it means maiden. It is a word for maiden. And the Greek version is spelled K-O-R-E. So that can be pronounced different ways. Cor, core. And in many translations of the ancient Greek myth of Persephone, Persephone actually goes by the name Kore before she's taken to Hades. So she is like, she's uh, Demeter's daughter. She's basically Mm -hmm. this maiden of spring, this young maiden of spring. And then she's taken by Hades down to the underworld where she becomes Persephone. And it really is this powerful myth of transformation Mm -hmm. and kind of balance of light and dark and because yeah she's taken down to hades so then there's no one up there for all the flowers in life so it all decays until she comes back in the spring right exactly but she also she also comes into her power in the underworld she becomes the queen of the underworld so she really represents this very interesting back and forth and balance of being this like springtime maiden and also being the queen of the underworld and when i learned that i like i was like i have the coolest name in the world (laughs) (laughs) i was like my name is fucking i've always thought it i always thought my name has always been baller (laughs) i always thought so so anyways The autumn equinox marks when Persephone was taken to the underworld by Hades. So once again, quite literally, we have a descent into darkness that this time marks and it's also as as i mentioned she goes down to the underworld and then she becomes the queen of the underworld so there's a transformation that occurs there as well so it's dark and it's creepy but it's powerful and beautiful at the same time that's why we love the underworld exactly exactly so that is a myth that obviously has powerful ties to this time if the if the character or like archetype of persephone is something that you connect with personally it'd be a good time to honor her 
So that's something you can do as well. Oh, yeah. Activities. Oh, I love activities. Hmm, autumnal practices, little yes. games, yeah. arts and crafts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Batting a thousand here. <laughs> nice. All sorts of activities. So, like I said, this is a celebration, right? And what what's a celebration without activities? There are so many different things you could do. Do not feel like you have to do them all or any of them. But I have a list of so many ideas of different ways to celebrate this time. Uh, gratitude walks. So, like, going on walks in nature. Gratitude walks are actually almost kind of a daily spiritual practice of mine. I walk all the time. I love going on very long walks and just spending time with my surroundings, you know, looking around to see what nature is gifting me in in the moment. And I think it's just a really powerful practice. And right now is a great time to do it. Go for a nice long walk in nature and see see what nature has in store for you. Maybe, maybe there's a, a gift waiting for you under a tree somewhere, you know? Mm-hmm. So gratitude walks are great. On these walks, you can also gather items for your altar. Obviously, this kind of thing you should always do with respect to nature. Uh, Don't be just like taking everything from nature that you see. Don't get greedy. Don't get greedy about it. I like to try and be very cognizant and in a way like listen for what nature the universe wants to give me. Like just an example, like you could be like sitting under a tree and then like a branch falls next to you. And it's like, oh, that's that Whoa. tree gave me a branch. Like that's nice. Could um, be a ghost too. It could or both could be it could be all all of the above. But so trying to yeah, not just go out and uh, scavenge everything that you see, but maybe try and listen to what you're being gifted, and then also giving back to nature in return is always a great great practice. So things that you could gather: leaves, fallen leaves, pine cones, twigs, little rocks. So many different options. Whatever. Once again, what speaks to you? Does it speak to you? But then you can use those things to decorate your altar for the autumnal equinox. This was a fun one I came across. You can decorate acorns or pine cones and gift them to people, which Ah. is cute as hell. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Pine cone gifts. Yeah, little gifts. So this is something that you might associate with the current celebration of Thanksgiving, making a cornucopia, also known as a horn of plenty, Mm. is a good, you know, just a good activity, a nice craft that you can do to celebrate the harvest, to represent Thanksgiving, gratitude. Uh, Another craft that you could do is an autumnal wreath. And if you are into witchy stuff, you can always uh, cast a protection spell on your wreath, put them on your door, keep your home nice and cozy and safe. I love that. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bonfire. So the origins of the bonfire, it's very similar to what you talked about in the Samhain episode. Right. This time of year, it was common for everyone to extinguish their fires and then they'd all take fire from a communal bonfire as like a communal activity. So bonfires are a great thing for you to do during the autumnal equinox, especially if you want to celebrate with a group. Also, who doesn't love a good bonfire? I love good bonfires. Especially with a group. This is, this is like group 101. You got a group of people. 
<laughs> start things on fire and fucking live it up. Group 101, bonfire. <laughs> bonfire. It's, it's top true. of the list. I, it's pretty universal. I'm sure there are people out there who don't love them. And so I'm sorry if I'm leaving people out. But I just feel like people from all walks of life, you're like, oh, we're going to have a bonfire tonight. It's like, hell yeah. <laughs> and this time of year, yeah, we're wearing cozy sweaters because it's getting a little chilly outside. You know, this is... Mm-hmm. Say he's group 101. Exactly. You know? Got you got some drinks, you got some snacks, like mm-hmm. s'mores. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Love mm-hmm. it. Love it. Do you Bonfire. love s'mores? Yes, I do. Hard exit right here on the s'more topic, but I never did. Wow. How, never liked- how dare you? <laughs> I know. I know. So I don't, uh, so I don't like, I don't like like s'more flavoring. Like I don't like like candies or like things that try to taste like s'mores. That doesn't do anything for me. But the actual like graham crackers, melted marshmallow, Hershey's chocolate, like bonfire. Yes. Like the real deal. Love them. But yeah, like a s'more latte. No, thanks. I don't know what it is about them. I think individually love graham crackers. Hell yeah. Hershey's chocolate. Duh. And then marshmallows, melted marshmallows. What's not to like? But then you put them all together. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I just never had a good s'more. Maybe. I always maybe like uh, you're biting into a melted marshmallow, but the chocolate's still hard and cold. And Oh, I love that. I love that combination. <laughs> so I guess maybe I'm just, I'm out of the loop. I'm, I'm, I'm of the uh, uninitiated. I actually, I actually don't really like marshmallows either. Like I am, I'm kind of a s'more purist. It has to be that sandwich it's got to be that whole thing <laughs> i don't know i don't know what it is about it but well i think you should give it another shot and, and report oh, back I, I do every bonfire i give it another shot but i'm looking forward to giving it another shot at this year's bonfire if there even is one you know uh, it's a fun thing to do if you really want to up the uh the autumn vibes with your s'mores you put a leaf in it Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. For a, a whole pumpkin? You're getting warmer. No, use pumpkin spice marshmallows. Oh, yes. Mm. I think I might like s'mores this year. <laughs> there it is. There it is. It was always missing the pumpkin spice. There you go. Try it. It's good stuff. Okay. Um, another thing, another group activity that you can do, similar to Samhain, feasting. Got a little no. good feast. This is step two in group 101. Exactly. <laughs> step one, bonfire. Step two, feast. <laughs> so I, you know, I've checked with several different sources and just looked up different ways people like to celebrate this time of year. And one source I have, which is a great book, I very much recommend it. I actually bought it when we were in Salem last year. Mm-hmm. And it's called Walking the Tides, Seasonal Magical Rhythms and Lore by Nigel G. Pearson. And it's the, you know, got the whole year and it is based in pagan tradition. It it doesn't really use the like Wiccan terminology, but it's, you know, kind of the same thing moving through the tides of the year and, and just what, what we can be celebrating, what, what are good ways to honor the phases of, of the year. And, In this book, which once again, I really think is a great resource, but Nigel kind of advises against large group feasts during this time. Dude, what? Nigel. (laughs) 
<laughs> Nigel. <laughs> I know. I personally uh, will never disparage anyone from having a feast. I will never disparage the feast. I think celebrating friends <laughs> and loved ones in a in a group setting and you get to eat like, oh, it's always great. It's always a good call, in my opinion. And like I said, there are plenty of Wiccan circles that do autumnal equinox feasts. So this is just another example of doing what works for you. But he does bring up something that is important to think about. And that he suggests that the equinox, the autumnal equinox, is really more of a time for personal inner spiritual work and balance, mm-hmm. which I do think is something to kind of heed and, and to think about. Like, I, I think I think it is a really good time to kind of go inward a little bit and take time for that personal gratitude practice, that personal mm-hmm. um yeah, finding personal space to do uh, some of these activities. However, also, if you maybe you want to spend the day in personal gratitude practice and then have a big ass feast and then go fucking wild, yes. you know, <laughs> that's my I don't know. That's my kind of Sabbath personally. So once again, what feels right to you, though, if this time feels like very personal to you, if you if being social just doesn't seem like the right way to honor it, that's fine. Like you do you for real. Another fun thing you can do, write poetry always, write a gratitude list, Mm. or you could write a gratitude list and then turn it into a poem. Wow. Right? Um, get creative with your with your gratitude. Offerings to nature. I love offerings to nature. This goes back to the Celtic origins where we have um, a lot of offerings to spirits and offerings to fairies in particular mm-hmm. because the fairies are uh, rambunctious tricksters and you just want to keep them. Keep them in line, you know? Keep them in line. Keep them happy. Keep them appeased. Keep the fairies Happy, appeased, I like that word, appease the spirits. But also, I just, offerings to nature are so fun. Doing some kind of a spell or creating something and then like going out and offering it to a tree. Oh, it's the best feeling ever. It really is. (laughs) One thing to keep in mind with offerings to nature, keep it natural. You don't want to disturb ecosystems. So don't be putting in your, you know, if you're doing some kind of a spell or you want to give something back to nature, make sure it is something natural, something that is not going to upset the animals or upset the natural ecosystem. So a lot of times this could be something as simple as like maybe the leaves that you picked up on your gratitude walk, you turn into some kind of a little wreath or something, you know, and then you put up, you put it back outside or, you know, something, yeah. you know, fruit, natural foods can go into your offering. The fairies love uh, fruit. They love sweet things. Yeah. Just giving, giving back to nature. And, yeah, keep and, it. Keep it natural. No, no pyrotechnics, you know, (laughs) no gender reveal (laughs) fucking ecosystem obliterating. Oh my God. You know? Yeah, exactly. Keep it natural. Keep it natural and keep it honorable. And, but yeah, it's, it's a great thing to do. It feels really good. It's really fun. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Um, Also, some foods, some autumnal equinox foods, recipes. This is a great time to bake, make cozy foods. It's that time of year, right? Like This is is when we're really getting into the heart of it. Um, So pies, cobblers, apple pie, just like with uh, Samhain, pretty much the entire harvest season, apples are huge, huge symbol in this time. So 
Making an apple pie is a great idea. There was a couple of really good recipes in this book, Walking the Tides, I was talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a recipe for an apple chutney, which is fun. And then, ooh, I want to share this because it just sounds simple but delicious. It's a, a bramble dessert. Bramble. Bramble. I like that word. And I'm reading straight from the book now. Ideal for a harvest supper and as an offering to the hearth spirits. If you can bear to spare any, that is. Nigel. card. Nigel. So the ingredients, two pound cooking apples, 12 ounce blackberries, four ounce granulated sugar, eight ounce fresh breadcrumbs, four ounce soft light brown sugar, and four ounces of butter. And you peel and core the apples, slice and put in a pan with the blackberries and a little of the sugar. A very little water may be added. Stew gently until all is soft. While the fruit is cooling, mix the breadcrumbs with the brown sugar, melt the butter in a fresh pan, and add in the breadcrumb mix, stirring well. When the mixture has also cooled, layer the fruit and then the breadcrumb mix alternately in individual glass dessert bowls. Finish with a layer of crumbs and chill for two hours before serving. Decorate with cream if you wish. God damn, that sounds so good. Doesn't and that I sound do good? Wish, I do wish to decorate that with cream. <laughs> oh, man. So that's just, you know, fun little dessert you can try out this autumn equinox, perhaps for your feast or for your bonfire. I love it. Um, Yeah, so activities, lots of activities. Um, any? Do, were there any, any activities you'd like to add, Brian? Any ideas? I don't know. I I mean, (laughs) no, uh, no, absolutely not. Sit down. (laughs) No, this is all, this is all pretty new information for me. I mean, I'm really enjoying kind of going on this ride of learning more about it. So please do pray tell. (laughs) All right. All right. I just wanted to give you, give you a chance to, to join in if you had, I had my chance and I goofed it. So it's it's up to you. <laughs> All right. And then um so I also have just a few altar ideas if you like if you like the altar thing, if you have an altar. I've actually started mine. It is not finished yet because like I said, we're recording on Sunday and Basically, I've kind of planned to have my autumn equinox celebration to be the next three days. So tomorrow I'm actually mm. going to go out and, and do my walking and gathering and things like that. But I have started it. And so far I've got I've got this amazing smelling orange candle that I just bought that is a bourbon pumpkin scented. Yeah, It's so good. So I've got that going. And then I have... I have some incense. I'm actually using rose incense right now. Beautiful. Yes, I also saw recommended for uh, recommended incense for this time: sage, cinnamon, and once again, apple. Those are great scents for this time. But yes, I'm using rose. I have a pine cone that I actually picked up on a walk this summer, so I mm. felt like that was kind of fitting, as it's an actual gift from the summer. I have three apples, three whole apples. I think. I might do some witchy shit and put one of the apples into some kind of spell or offering. I haven't decided yet. And then I also currently have my my wine glass with some red wine in it because that's also a big uh, symbol of this time because it is also the time of the grape harvest, right? For wine. Mm-hmm. So uh, harvesting the grapes, making it into wine. Nice, nice. Yes. 
So that's what my altar has so far. But some other things that you could include. Yeah, fruit is great. Apples, berries, grapes, blackberries are considered very powerful at this time. So and I love blackberries. So that is that's a good one. Harvest colored candles, green, orange, brown, red, pine cones, acorns. Yeah, really anything, anything from from the trees, uh, leaves, fallen, fallen leaves, colorful leaves, wine. As I, I mentioned this on the Samhain episode as well, decorating an altar is very much about what speaks to you. So if you have certain crystals or certain knickknacks or certain anything that you're like, oh, this, this, I'm connected to this in some way. And this feels like autumn equinox, like bring that into your altar. I also have actually on my altar right now, I have my uh, orange essential oil, which is my favorite essential oil. I'm not a big like essential oil person, but I have some of them. Mm -hmm. And I have the orange because it it represents joy and friendship and finding uh, basically finding joy in creativity and joy in your creative work, which is something very dear to me. And then also orange is a harvest color. So orange essential oil is something I, I pretty much include in all of my rituals, but I also decided to add it to my altar for the autumn equinox. So yeah, you can make you make your altar. You can do all of those many activities that I mentioned. I'm going to do a few of them. I think I once again, I might put together a list to put on the Instagram for you all. Hell yeah. Yeah, I'm just excited. I feel like it's going to be a good couple of days just like honoring this energy right now. And I did want to ask you, Brian, just to kind of round things out in our autumn equinox celebration. Yeah. What what did this summer gift you? What are you grateful for from the summer? Oh boy. Uh, mm. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Um I think it has gifted me a maybe a permission slip to change uh direction in life in a ba- in a way. I love that. Yeah, I think uh, not to get like too personal in details, but uh, no longer in, I used to live in New York City. I'm no longer in New York City right now. And and now it's kind of a a big question mark. Where's the next place to go? Um, And for me, it was always New York City. Right now, it doesn't feel like that's what's in the cards. So it's it's kind of, yeah, I think that's the gift I'm running with is kind of this introspective where it's next. Where, Where do I go? There's a lot of freedom with that. There is, yeah. Yeah. How about you? Um, the summer gifted me a lot. Um, maybe trying to think of some specific examples. I mean, starting this podcast, we started this podcast, obviously, which has been really fun and just a really great creative project and something I'm really enjoying. I don't want to speak for you. Maybe you, you hate it, but this <laughs> is a drag. <laughs> Kidding. Love it. So starting this has been a gift. Um, also, my first book came out September 1st. Yeah. Yeah, that was that's just a huge every time I think about it, every time I look at it, I feel a lot of gratitude. I, along with the rest of the art history babes at, at my other podcast, we wrote a book together called The Honest Art Dictionary, and it came out September 1st. And people have just been really lovely and really, really supportive and excited about it. And that's just been a 
an experience that I can't really feel anything but gratitude for. So for sure, for sure. So yeah, that's been awesome. Also, just one other little thing. I went to Michigan with my mom and my aunt this summer and Mm -hmm. beautiful Upper Peninsula, Michigan. And during the trip, we went on a shipwreck tour and I got to see like actual shipwrecks in, in Lake Superior. And I have such a thing for shipwrecks. So that was like really magical for me. That's really awesome. And it was like a beautiful day. Unbelievable. Like I got some unbelievable shots that day, just video and and photos. It was beautiful day. And yeah, I got to see some shipwrecks, which like, uh, uh, yeah, was just a, a really lovely gift from the universe. <laughs> I love so, that. So those those are some of my highlights, I would say. Thank you, Summer for all of those. Yeah. I guess I, if we're talking about harvest and reaping other things you're grateful for. I, I think I just like to add it, the, recognizing the bounty of friends and family, you know, mm-hmm. that we have during this really trying time that, you know, not everybody does. And I, so I want to really call to mind how grateful I am that in my life, I really yeah. stumbled through that, but that's, that's, <laughs> that's okay. I, I, I think Thanks, the sentiment everybody. was there for sure. Cool. No, totally, totally, totally. So yeah, autumn equinox. I I just feel joyous and excited and stoked on it. I hope I hope you all enjoyed this this kind of more witchy spiritual episode. I know it's not quite the same as like you know the horror element and stuff, but but that's that's kind of the deal, right? Brian, you bring the horror, and I bring the witchy spiritual side a little bit. That's true. That's true. And this was a spiritual side heavy show. We'll, we'll exactly. bring it back to spooky soon. Don't worry. Don't, don't you fret. Also, we just did a whole episode about vampires. So, <laughs> so get ready for the next three to also be about vampires. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> this is now a vampire podcast. <laughs> Welcome to Vampcast. This is your boy, Brian. <laughs> Welcome to Vampcast. <laughs> uh, I guess to close out too, I, if anyone has any autumnal equinox activities or traditions or practices that you guys do, let us know. This yes. has been really interesting and, and informative and entertaining, you know, learning about what you've brought to the table and how you celebrate it. So I'd love to see and hear if anyone else does too. Well, thank you. I'm really glad you enjoyed it and got something out of it. I I like sharing this stuff. It's it's something that I don't know means a lot to me in my, you know, I guess more inner life. So it's nice to bring it to the outer world. The outer worlds. The outer worlds. Uh, thank you all so much for listening and just have the most blessed autumnal equinox slash Maybon celebration. Yeah. Stay spooky. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>